Nutting has a stronger influence psychologically on their environment and especially on their children than the unlived life of the parent. So that was a quote from Carl Jung from his last book, which was mostly on alchemy, uh, Mysterium Conjunctinuis. Um, and I'm John Fanning, and this is the Create with John Fanning podcast. How's it going? How are you all doing out there? Um, I hope you are all doing well. So this is for uh, number uh, episode four of my series of episodes on creativity based around my book Create. And last time I talked about walls and today I want to talk about family, friends and what I call villains. Um, so family, well, um, if I'm going to talk about family I need to talk about my own experience a bit first so I can arrive at where I, what I want to say. Um, um, and as I often do, true, true anecdote, you know, when I think it's relevant. So um, I grew up in rural Ireland in a place not far from Dublin, um, but sufficiently far to be too far for a young fella, um, for a teenager seeking a creative community. Um, the place was called Mead and it's a beautiful place. Um, actually, it's full of history and um, like stuff like the Battle of the Boyne and the Boyne Valley itself with all its mad megalithic tombs. Um, actually, one of them, Newgrange, uh, which is not far from where I grew up, um, was built about 5,000 years ago, around uh, 3,000 BC, which makes it older than the Great Pyramids out there in Giza. And even uh, even uh, older than Stonehenge over over in England, so the place is well, the place um, was was very rich and beautiful, um, but creative uh, community was very hard to find. Um, for example, there was no music in our house. Um, there was hardly any books, um, save the ones inherited by a great aunt from England. Um, and all my dad's family were from a, a farming background. Um, he's a big farm in county. Um, very beautiful. But uh, yeah, so a bit, my family, my dad's family were a very farming background. It came from a big farming background. And my dad actually went on and became an agricultural advisor then um, for the state uh, on Chagosk, as it's called, or Chagosk. And so when I was a kid, the other kids uh, talked mostly about tractors and livestock. Um, and don't get me wrong, I love my farming background, but I, I didn't love the the creative isolation or the or this kind of common understanding that creation was for crazy artists or uh, writers above in Dublin, you know, or um, in some far-flung foreign city like New York or London. And so... Um, so my mother's family um, were the same, you know. It was the same kind of thing. They all worked for other people, you know. Um, it wasn't as if any of them were uh, musicians or uh, writers, or so. And they were mostly doctors and lawyers, you know. And uh, that was actually what I was supposed to become was a lawyer, you know, or a doctor like my um, my maternal grandfather. Um. And actually, he's one I want to talk about today. Um, um, and uh, 
on his deathbed, he um, he asked me this question. Um, again, I was only a young fellow; I was in my teens, and uh, he he could barely breathe. Um, we're in this hospital room, you know, um, in in Drada, which is a different county in Loud. But um, uh, he asked me this question. He said, like, he was wheezing away, and he went, uh, like, "What are you? What are you going to do um, after university?" And um, I said to him, I'm going to be a writer, Grandad. And his breathing got worse immediately. <laughs> uh, oh no, not that. <laughs> he wasted something like that. He said, oh no. <laughs> so um, so that, that, that wasn't the most um, encouraging conversation I ever had, you know. Um, but, you know, that was the general consensus. Um, you know, I want to be a writer and uh, it was kind of a... You want to be a what? A writer? Are you mad? And uh, how will you eat? Uh, where will you get money, you know? Uh, so this kind of uh, away with the fairies idea that they say in Ireland, you know, he's away with the fairies. Um, in France they call it, you know, il fait le poète, you know. Um, and so, um, you know, you're seen as the crazy person. But, um, so so getting back to that um, young quote, you know, um, about um, the influence psychologically on your um, on the environment um, and and on the children and how it affects this this kind of unlived life of the parent. Um, a classic example here in the states would be um, the, an immigrant family, um, say they have a store of some kind, you know. Um, and they want their kid to go off to college and get a better better, better education than they did, um, even though their kid wants to keep working in a store, um, because the, the perhaps the kid sees it um, making furniture um, like their dad um, as as a really creative thing, and it is a really creative thing, or making bread is a really creative thing, um, and they just love doing it, um, but the dad you know sees it as you know oh you're you're going down, you're, um, um, you're, uh, going back to what I, what I came here and that's what I, um, did to survive, but it's not what I actually love doing, you know, but, uh, the, the irony being the kid actually does love it. Um, so it becomes this war between doing what, what, um, she or he loves, um, and doing what makes her family love her, you know? Um, so it's a funny, uh, um, uh, irony there, you know, a different way of looking at it. Well, of course, this is not just here in the States, you know. Like I said, I I was under pressure to become a doctor or a lawyer and all I ever wanted to do was to be a writer. Um, so projection and ex- expectations are normal in every culture, but it's it's wrong-headed because uh, creation's about doing what you love and being happy is doing what you love, not, not what your family loves or what your friends think you need to be or... Um, uh, your peers, you know, um, like those kids I grew up with, you know, uh, they all got into farming, you know, it's all well and good, they were well into that and they loved it, but it's not what I wanted to get into, uh, sort of peer pressure to do stuff that uh, you don't really want to do, and just because one person settled into a way of living in the world doesn't mean that they have to subject their kids to the same pressure or friends um, subjecting you to your own pressure, and you know, um, uh, again, this uh, there's many examples of this. There's this this kind of pressure could be seen all the time. Um, oh, one good example would be um, um, uh, 
would be the Brazilian writer Paulo Coelho. Um, his parents went, you know, full throttle with their agenda for what what they wanted young Paulo to be or what they think he needed to be. And in his teens, his parents sent him to, um, they actually sent him to a mental institution. And not just once either, they did it three times. And uh, why was that, you know? Uh, because he, he wanted to become a writer. So I suppose I got off easy there, you know. Uh, poor old Paolo Coelho, he was locked up for months and given uh, tranquilizers and, you know, that horrible electroshock therapy that they used to think was something beneficial, you know. So, and so as I just said, the examples exist everywhere in in every career, you know. You know, uh, Charles Darwin gave up a medical career, you know. His father didn't think much of his decision, you know. He said he was a, a very ordinary boy, you know, below the the common standard in intellect, you know, and that he he disgraced himself and his family. And I mentioned uh, Rodin and his process in um, in the last episode, I think. And, uh, um, well, you know, his father was even more blunt than Darwin's, you know. He said he's an idiot. You know, he said he's an idiot for a son. So not very encouraging stuff, you know. And... Um, you know, it can be found in so much of what we watch too, you know, and what we're at, what's, what we're advertised towards, you know, or what we're, um, how we're advertised too, you know. Um, and I'll get into that more later on in a different episode of uh, Capitalism specifically. Um, but, um, you know, you can see it in movies, you can see it in, um, like Marlon Brando's character in an On the Waterfront, you know, when he tells his brother um, what it did to him to take a fall in a fight, you know. Um, when he could have won. And he said, um, Brando said to his brother, you know, uh, at this really low moment in the movie, and they're sitting in a car, you know, and uh, he goes, I could have had class, you know, I could have been a contender. Uh, I could have been somebody um, instead of a bum, uh, which is what I am. Let's face it. This is what he's saying. Um, a very famous quote, you know, could have been a contender. Um, and this this is two brothers, you know, again, family, and one a villain, uh, literally a villain in the movie, and the other with a dream and a passion to express himself through boxing. That was his creative outlet. And so why do I, why do we identify with this character? Uh, because it's a great good dialogue or because it's a great script? or because it's great actors, or because it's great direction. Um, yes, uh, but, but no, too, at the same time. Because ultimately, ultimately it's um, because the scene makes us think, you know, um, in our heads, you know, we're going, oh, I've experienced that, too. That's my inner world, um, my inner struggle. And I've had to deal with family like Brando's, brother you know people who try to stop me from doing what I love um, and we're all like Brando's character you know we're all villains or we all have villains um, in our life you know we can be villains to other people too um, even if they think even if these people think and even if we're thinking we're protecting um, others or that they're protecting us like my well-meaning granddad um, we just have to be able to recognize the villains and it could be a spouse or it could be a sibling or a child or a neighbor telling you, you know, 
um, you know, you're you're biting off more than you can chew with that or some other cliche, you know, um, because that's what uh, what we've been told. And um, and that's what the people that say it, they've been told, you know, they and they believed it and they believed their villain, um, the villain that was uh, cementing that into their consciousness. Um, um, and so they were simply regurgitating it, you know. And of course, as always, this um, it doesn't mean that there there are not supportive people out there encouraging people to create. You know, uh, my wife Carrie be a great example of that. She's been supporting me for and my novel writing for for over twenty years now, and I'd have never gotten those um, uh, books done without her support. You know. So many of the artists I've known, many of them close friends, would never have gotten their art out out there if it weren't for their spouses. You know, when they, you know, they write a novel and then the spouse then uh, collaborates and then edits it. And many of these are unsung heroes, you know, for, for creators, you know. So that's a really important thing to mention too, you know. Um, not all, not all um, um, family are our villains but um however what i'm talking about is how important it is to understand the distinction between the two and there are people who will support your creativity and encourage your creativity and open the doors towards creativity um um even even open them further for you and and there are those who will play the role of a villain um whether it's consciously or not and putting up walls um, and discouraging you away from creativity, uh, whether they know it or not. And so it's this kind of uh, question of questioning who is your villain and um, alternatively, who's your, who's your ally or um, who or what has a negative effect on, um, on, on where you, when you're trying to create and, 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 and who has a positive effect and gives you the opportunity to go further into your creativity and opens those doors? Um, and are, um, are they a crazy maker who calls you up when you're trying to write a scene or uh, when you're trying to paint a canvas or when you're about to build a chair or design a deck um, to tell you about all their stuff, you know, like what's growing on? what's going on in their life or what's going wrong with their life. Or are they a person who minds the kids while you write? Or who edits your stuff and reads your stuff or, um, you know, buys you um, paints or buys you sketch pads, you know, as a form of encouragement? Or are they the person who assumes you're not going, you're not doing anything important, you know? That you're available because... Um, because you're not making money from it, you know. Because if you're not making money, well, then you're not really working, are you? And if if you're not working, then that means you're available. <laughs> so it's this it's this bizarre vicious circle, um, um, of perception. And or did they leave you, leave you alone with the door closed? Um, uh, as Stephen King puts it in his book on writing, you know, the this idea of um the door closed when you're creating. So did they leave you alone to create? Um, um, and when you come out, did they smile and ask, how did it go? Or uh, did you have a good day? And 
and when you had a crap day they encourage you and say it'll pass and tomorrow it'll be better uh, they're getting six figures for your first book it's not why you're you're doing it you know because it gives you but you're doing it because it gives you you joy to create um so so the villain doesn't have to be malicious um just effective enough to unhinge you uh, to take your time uh, to undermine you in some way to discourage you and they don't simply exist in plays and novels they're on the streets uh, or sitting beside you in a taxi or or on the couch beside you saying it's not worth it you know um, and when I was a kid most of the time my villains didn't have to say anything you know it's not as if they have to to voice it you know like a look or the expression of disbelief was enough, you know. Their silence, um, their faces were enough, you know. Those faces that said, like, uh, you want to be a what? <laughs> or in their heads, you know, they are saying, behind their eyeballs, it's, uh, this fella's off his head, you know. A little shake of the head. And um, after granddad, after me granddad, um, when people asked me what I wanted to be, I would answer, uh, oh, I don't know, you know. Uh, maybe a pilot, you know. And each time I'd, I'd tell them whatever came into my head, you know, just for the laugh, um, because I thought I might might as well have fun with it than let it depress me. Um, and my but my answers always became more and more inventive and obscure. And uh, you know, I'd say I wanted to be a lawyer, you know, when I was the absolute converse, you know, of what I was thinking of being, and uh, or a botanist, and then I was a neuroscientist. One said, at one stage I was telling people I was a feng shui, I want to be a feng shui consultant. You know, <laughs> yeah, then you get the real eyeballs at you. Um, and uh, or a, or a, fragrance, a fragrance chemist, you know, trying to find the most obscure stuff. Um, however, um, now when people ask me, I say uh, I'm a writer, you know, irrespective of making money from it or not, that's, that's what, that's in... Um, um, what I what I love doing, you know, and there's other things that I love doing. I love building and love um, other forms of creation, you know. But um, that's what I get a real kick out of. Um, but I get kicks out of a lot of different things. But um, so it's just important uh, to remember the distinctions and just to be aware of who your villains are, as much as who your allies are. And of course, villains will always tell you what you're not. So, so don't don't let them tell you who you are. Uh, create regardless, you know. So, um, so thanks for listening. Uh, I started with a quote from uh, from uh, Mister Young, you know, our famous Swiss Swiss uh, psychiatrist and psychoanalyst. But uh, as I've done the the last few episodes, um, I'm going to end. I'm going to always do it. I think now it's it's a bit of a I'm well into the uh, proverbs as I said before I'm just going to end on an Irish proverb and this one literally means um, there's no heart you know um, heart with a H at the end there like a or fireplace uh, like your own heart Um, and um, so or there's no place like home you know I suppose it would be um, in a figurative way or more of a um, uh, cliched way of saying it Um, but literally it's heart and um, if they let you, if you if they let you do what you you want, or more importantly, uh, what you what you love to do, that is, you know.
So it goes a Nilain Tintan Marda Hinton Fane. So Nilain Tintan Marda Hinton Fane. So um this podcast, as I said uh, the last time, uh, is supported by you and uh, the listener um, uh, via my Patreon page. And if you want to support it um, and help me get a wage for it, um, because I see it like a job, you know, and doing it, um, it's doing something I love, you know, and get a kick out of it, as I was saying, uh, just go to patreon.com. Uh, it's a cool site for creators. Or, uh, to support people. Um, so patreon.com forward slash John Fanning, J-O-H-N-F-A-N-N-I-N-G, uh, where you can get uh, this early on a Wednesday as opposed to the Thursday, and then you don't have to listen to the bleeding ads, you know. And if you can afford it, um, that's cool. If you can't, that's that's cool too. Um, but if you want to give me the, the price of a cup of tea for each episode or uh, the price of a pint, um, uh, that'd be cool, you know. And if you can't... Uh, um, uh, you can also be uh, express kindness by by giving us a, giving me a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. You know, um, so thanks for listening. And uh, oh yeah, if you're looking for other episodes, you can get them on iTunes and other places. You know, um, or on my website at johnfanning.me. Just click the uh, podcast tab, uh, where I've got all um posts of uh, the links and stuff and images and anything that I mentioned there you know um, so you have easy access to it and if you're into the social stuff I'm on Instagram at uh, uh, John Fanning uh, underscore excuse me and um, then on uh, Twitter at Fanning underscore J so um, it's been great uh, sharing this stuff with you um, about um, family and villains and stuff and uh, take care uh, take care out there and be benevolent if you can you know uh, Schlon live August uh, Gunnari and Bohr live <laughs>